You're listening to Earth Lads Roundup. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is Earth Lad Roundup. My name is Michael Finelli, and that gorgeous piece of music right there was composed my, by my very dear friend, Mr. Dominic Burnham. Um, I specifically told him not to uh, have any vocals, you know, just put make something simple. And of course, he uh, included the little doo doo, but uh, <laughs> I think I think it rounded it out nicely. So I'm I'm glad it's in there. Thanks again, Dom. Um, okay, yeah, this is the show. Um, big intro episode here. Um, I, for one, am thrilled to be here. <laughs> um, this is a show about environmentalism, sustainability, and uh, climate change, the climate crisis, and humanity's progress in addressing that crisis. Um, the general game plan will be to kind of bring in relevant news and information in each episode, and then you get to listen to me reflect on that news and information. Um, so for this uh, little intro episode, I'm just going to start by giving kind of a general overview of some of my baseline perspectives and observations about this stuff. Um, so you can kind of get a sense whether you uh, are picking up what I'm putting down. And if you're into it, then come back next time. And each future episode will kind of be more of a uh, specific topic-based uh, deep dive. So, um, yeah, let's get into it here. Okay, so uh, a note about my overall view and approach to this stuff. Um, I am primarily motivated by the long-term survival and success of the human civilization. Um, if you're the kind of person who loves getting out into the wilderness and being in nature. I'm that way also. I think it is absolutely fundamental that everybody gets out and looks under the stars every once in a while, sees these beautiful natural landscapes that the world has to offer. Um, and so, you know, I think preserving those absolutely is important, but it is not my primary motivation for this stuff. Um, I want to see the human species thrive in into the future um you know i think we have a lot of potential and i and you know we're we're throwing it away if we allow runaway climate change to happen and so um you know the most vulnerable communities among us are already feeling the brunt of these effects and that's only going to worsen as time goes on but no one is immune to this stuff um and everyone is going to be affected um at some point or another. So, um, you know, and I'm also just fascinated by what else is out there in the universe. Um, and I'd really like to give us a chance at exploring that and, and discovering and maybe even interacting with intelligent life outside of planet earth. Um, you know, probably not in my lifetime, but you know, I try to look ahead and do my part for, uh, future generations. Um, Okay, anyways, so 
I've followed the movement pretty closely over the last 10 years or so. And uh, one thing I've noticed recently is that a lot of people have just given up. Um, You know, there's a lot of good, well-meaning people who look at climate change and they think, okay, well, it's too late now, so why bother? Um, I think that's an unfortunate consequence of the messaging that was happening five, ten years ago and is somewhat still continuing today. Um, That messaging that was that we have to act now or else we're all going to be doomed. Um, You know, I think that was effective in a lot of cases. Uh, It worked on people like me. It made me get super involved and interested um, in college and afterwards. But for others, you know, they look at that and they're like, okay, now years have gone by since you said we have to do something right now. We didn't really do it or enough of it. So isn't it over? Like, didn't we lose our chance? Um, I think, and the answer to that is partially, yes. Um, you know, let's be clear. Some, some factors, even if we stopped burning fossil fuels today, um, some effects of climate change, obviously, because they're already happening, especially in this past year or two, um, some aspects of this are inevitable. But the less that we do now, the worse it's going to get. Um, it can get worse. Uh, I know I know that maybe that's hard to believe, um, but these natural disasters, these wildfires, floods, storms, um, toxic smoke in the air from <laughs> these wildfires in California, that, that could become a norm um, as opposed to this exceptional thing. Um, so we have to, <laughs> as grim as that sounds, we, we, there is hope because um, it can get worse. <laughs> Okay, so another thing I've noticed is that a lot of activists tend to take the position of either guilting or attempting to inspire uh, the individual into making these drastic lifestyle changes. And, you know, I think some degree of that is necessary. I don't think that it's reasonable to expect drastic behavior shifts from the public at large. Um, We shouldn't assume that changes that we personally have been able to make in our lives are feasible for everybody else. Um, But I do think that a mental shift is a reasonable expectation. Um, You know, starting to rethink the ways that you navigate the world as a consumer, that doesn't take much. You know, we all can do that. But the point being is that the vast majority of the change needs to come from the institutional level. Um, that's, and so it's on us to put the pressure on those systems, you know, government business to, to make those changes. Um, so I guess if I could, if I could choose one, one specific life change for you, the individual to make, it would honestly just be to be a more engaged, informed citizen on issues of environment and its sustainability, um, because that, I think, will have the most impact, and then the rest will will fall into place after that. Okay, uh, back to the point of ha- having hope. Um, when you start digging into this stuff, you realize that there, there is a lot of reason to have hope. Um, you realize that there's a lot of people who are working really hard uh, trying to figure out how to address climate change from every which angle. Um, across industries, across academia, you know, people are looking into transportation, building, infrastructure, and they're constantly making these ground 
groundbreaking discoveries, uh, especially in terms of renewable er energy. There's a lot of promising research out there um, about new sources of energy. Now, the development of those will probably take a while, um, but there's a lot of promise there if we can buy some time for these things to get scaled up. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of people who have devoted their lives to solving this so that you and I don't have to. Um, you know, they just need they just need us to buy in. Um, just just get on board. That really that's <laughs> that's all we need. Um, okay, and then a couple a couple numbers for you to to get you motivated. Um, California, my home state. Uh, I knew we were, you've probably seen this statistic before that if you separated California out as its own individual country, it would have a top 10 economy. I thought we were number nine. Apparently as of 2018, uh, California would be the fifth biggest world economy. Uh, we passed the UK. So think about how big that is, right? Um, in that same year, 2018, our power came from the two top sources. The top source was natural gas, which is a fossil fuel, um, a little over a third, and then a little under a third of our power came from renewables. It's massive, massive economy, okay? Then you look at Germany, which is one above us on the international scale, uh, the fourth biggest economy. They used almost half, almost half renewable power, 46% just last year, 2020. Um, there are several countries that are already running on 100% or nearly 100% renewables. Um, a few of those countries, Norway, Iceland, Costa Rica, Paraguay. Um, yes, those are small countries relative to the world scale, but um, they're proof that it's possible, right? Um, and that these things can be scaled up. It doesn't mean that they're carbon neutral. They're referring to their renewable in terms of electricity power uh they're still producing carbon using fossil fuels for things like transportation and infrastructure um but again the potential's there um uh and, and when you look at the countries and cities and regions that have been the most effective at using renewables solar power is usually only a small fraction of that um and you know i think that's the biggest room for growth personally i'm a big believer in in solar especially because of when, you know, when you look at how much power that we are getting from the sun, it comes out to like within an hour, um, the earth receives enough solar energy to power all of all the humans, all the energy we use for an entire year. So that's basically like almost 10,000 times what we need. Um, you know, we all, us wasteful gluttonous human beings, we only need to capture one ten thousandth to power all of the stuff we're doing without decreasing that, which I'm not saying we shouldn't. We should become more more efficient. Um, but, you know, there's just so much room to grow there in my mind. And um, and so the way we get there is not only by installing more solar panels, but by um, installing more efficient solar panels. Currently, the average one is only converting about 15 to 20 percent of the power that it's capturing right? Like that is a really inefficient system. Um, and researchers in recent years have made a lot of progress on this stuff. They're now some scientists say they can get it up to 50% uh, conversion rate. So if that we can make that the average and then in, uh, install more of those on a broad scale, like the potential is there. Um, you know, we just have to scale these things up. It's going to take a lot of money to develop. Um, but 
it's the world can do it if we just need buy-in from the public we need people to support and encourage their um, representatives on a local and federal scale to to buy into these things um, you know and we shouldn't expect technology to be able to fix all of our problems that's not what I'm saying um, we absolutely have to be conscientious consumers and we have to push these industries to continue um, advancing into becoming closer and closer to carbon neutrality. Um, But you should take solace in the fact that these things have come a long way and, you know, we can get there is the moral of the story. Um, All right. I I think that's a good place to leave it for today. Um, I don't have a clever catchphrase yet, so I'll just say thanks for listening. This has been Earth Lad Roundup. My name is Michael Finelli. Tune in next time. <laughs>